cover okay. us legally so we don't have to like pay out the wazoo oh no i've barely got a wazoo oh mine's huge these days um yeah, i've heard i've seen it written on some toilet stalls for a good time called dan's huge wazoo maybe that's maybe that's both of our problems mm. that we're conflating author life and personal life let's not examine that further so and for people listening if things sound a little offbeat this week we're both very very exhausted activate your energy welcome to the activated authors podcast a show where we distill the core principles of what it takes to become a happy healthy and productive author no matter what stage of the journey you're at i'm your host daniel wilcox i'm an international best-selling author as well as an author coach speaker and creative entrepreneur but most importantly i'm a lifelong student of all things productivity psychology and human behavior thank you for joining me for today's episode without further ado Let's dive in. What is up, Activators? And welcome back to another episode of the Activated Authors Podcast with myself, Daniel Wilcox, and the immemorable. Immemorable? <laughs> I don't know. I'm running out of adjectives. I can't, Does immemorable I, I, mean forgettable? Oh, no. That's not what we want. Well, I was going to go for incomparable. Like but I, was like, I did incomparable last week. So, uh, wow. I'm to think of a good adjective. Well, I mean, for the person sensational, Samantha Frost. Hi, hi. How's it going, Sam? Fine. I was going better before I got told I was forgettable. Immemorable. I'm gonna. I've got to Google that now, just because for my own sake. Otherwise, it's gonna kill me. Immemorable meaning uh, that cannot be remembered or has been forgotten. Whose origins are okay? Yeah, I apologize. Hmm. <laughs> it's Halloween, so it fits with a kind of haunted. Oh yes, happy Halloween. Yeah, let me let me twist that round into making that somewhat better. <laughs> so, uh, how was your week, Vincent? Um, it's been all right. Been a bit just trying to figure stuff out, uh, generally. But yeah, mostly it's half term, so like mostly vortex, time. huh? The vortex. Yeah, basically. Uh-huh. So that's. I mean, that's pretty much how my week's been. What about you? Uh. Somewhat similar. So um, last week, I think I mentioned I was like heading, I, I mentioned I was in burnout, heading into burnout. I am full blown in burnout at the minute. So like I am keeping to the things that I know need to be done. And then in spare pockets of time that I have, although obviously I also have the sprog because it is half term, hence why there might be a little bit of background noise because mm-hmm. you got to find distractions somehow. Um, I mean, I'm using my sister. Oh, smart. Mine lives yeah. like 100 miles away. So oh, yeah, I don't. But yeah, so I am, um, yeah, just full blown in burnout at the minute and doing a lot of like just reviewing how to. I think we spoke about this a bit last week about shedding your skin and metamorphosis and all that kind of stuff. And every few months, like, I, this is definitely like a pattern I've noticed on myself. Like, yeah, it'll sure. ease up. Like, it's very, I think I've um, compared it before to like an accordion, like, it very much mm-hmm. like. Load stuff on, shrink it, load stuff on, shrink it. Um, so just trying to figure that out and putting in some some new systems and things and re-looking at what my priorities are so I can kind of help myself um, get through it. But I mean, luckily, I'm, I'm keeping on top of stuff. And, um, you know, there are things in the works and things are moving. But it's mm-hmm. just, um, I think, similarly to a bit like you, but it's like alignment that needs to happen with a couple yeah. of things. So, yeah. yeah sure. Yeah. All that fun. Um <laughs> So in terms of, uh, oh, here we go. One key takeaway from this week. 
Do you want me to go first? Yeah, because again, Vortex. KFC. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just pick a different one each week. <laughs> oh, no. Mike. I'm to get sponsored by fast food companies. Is this, is this now a thing that's happening? I'd love that. I keep Although, over the week. Yeah, that would be amazing. Like, just eat. <laughs> Although I don't think that's very activated authority. <laughs> Not really. No. Um, my, uh, my key takeaway is just... Um, trying to think how to say this without like diving too deep into stuff that I'm not fully comfortable sharing on the podcast but just like mm-hmm. I think um, remembering the, the that there's a personal life because mm-hmm. I am in a position in which I work I do work a lot like I live by myself um, I try and like you know keep on top of things I've got a lot, lot of irons in the fire uh, and so I'm just trying to work on that remember that you know I've still got little ones and, and family and all that kind of stuff to see and, and to have fun so that's my that's my takeaway yeah 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 personal life um <laughs> sorry <laughs> just I'm like yeah yeah supposed to have one of those aren't you um I think for me I have to, I would have to say that my mental health needs to come before anything else no matter the consequences like i need to prioritize that mm-hmm. watch out um our win from the community this week is emmy emmy b who says that she bought herself a volleyball and is starting to remember just how much she loves playing it it's also one of the only activities other than running where the rain shuts up so it's nice and also that her dad built her a door in time for nano meaning less familiar distractions i'm so- i'm sorry she what that last oh. bit again, please Built a door. So my assumption here is that there isn't a door on the room in which Emmy works. And so a door has been built. Okay. Okay. Rather than in times of frustration during Nano, she's got a door to thwack someone with. <laughs> it's just like, I'm so confused <laughs> by, the, by the door. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. I think it's adorable. No. Hey. Oh, sorry. I won't hinge any more jokes <laughs> on that. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm such a knob. Right. Into... <laughs> I could do this for days, um, <sighs> but I won't. Right. So uh, into <laughs> this week's question. Um, you are a knob. Hey. I yeah. disagree with you. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm all jammed up. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> we could just like, no, I've got nothing. <laughs> I was doing the thing where I was like, if I start it, something will come into my head. Then it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. If there's... um. And for people listening, if things sound a little offbeat this week, we're both very, very exhausted. Yeah. So we're we're doing our best. But again, like half-terming and all that kind of jazz, is it takes its toll. So yeah. we're, we're doing our best, forgive us. Um, <laughs> so this week's question, we're going to dive into... Um, actually, before I get into that, I don't actually think we've kind of spoken about the main categories with which we're picking these questions from. No. I think no. you're right on the fact that we haven't. Yeah, so... Um, Maybe they're memorable. I know. You dick. <laughs> oh, that's not going anywhere. <laughs> so before we started going through all these question segments and looking at what we're going to do, we basically split up what we determine as the author experience, as it were, into four main categories. Um, those being um, 
testing off the top of my head now, the author life. So, you know, it goes into mindset, it goes into how to live as an author, sort of separate from actually wording and doing that kind of things. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, story craft or story theory, which is, you know, covering anything from structures and genres and world building and grammar and all those kind of bits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm enjoying this, you go. Well, I was going to ask you what the other two are. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We've got writing the book, which is obviously, you know, the mechanics of getting your fingers to the keyboard, writing the book and kind of the logistics of making all of your planning appear on, on the page. Um, and then we've got the business of publishing, which covers everything from finance, marketing, uh, the actual publication side of things, editing, all those kind of things. So um, we've got those four sections. And this week, go on. I feel like you missed something. Did go on. you miss personal life? That's author life, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that kind of covers that as well. That kind of... Um, the enjoyment side of things and just maybe that's that, maybe that's both of our problems mm. is that we're conflating author life and personal life <laughs> let's not examine that further so today we're <laughs> going to be looking into <laughs> today we're going to be looking into uh the business side of things mm-hmm. and um as we kind of approach all of these different topics we probably best to start near right near the top so the question for today is when do i start my author business um mm which I know is a, a real point of um, thought and contention for some people, because there comes a point in which, well, I believe that most people get into writing through the passion, through the creativity, through some kind of urge inside you to create and to make magic yeah. and to tell whatever stories you want to tell. When you start writing, there's not really a thought originally about how to turn it into a business. I mean, that might kind of somewhere be lingering there, but as you begin to write, as you begin to learn, you're not really at that point of like, I I need to establish an LLC and I need to make all of this, you know, a real logistical sound operation. Yeah. Um, And I will say just sort of at the top of this bit, caveat, we are not business experts. We are not advice, financial experts, financial. We are not financial experts. So um, no, I speak from a point of setting up a business and having run this for a few years. Um, Sam has officially started her business now. Mm-hmm. congrats um but yes by all means please uh, speak to experts and you know when you're listening to this some of this advice may be outdated so look for current advice on this um, yeah. although as we're publishing this, this is brand new so enjoy um so <laughs> I, i'm not entirely sure what's happening but okay that's my caveat that's all my things just to okay. cover okay. us legally so we don't have to like pay out the wazoo oh no i've barely got a wazoo oh mine's huge these days um yeah, i've heard I have seen it written on some toilet stalls for a good time called Dan's Huge Wazoo. I feel like the word dumpster fire is coming into my head. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So working through these points. Um, So when do you start your author business? When you officially start it? Because, again, there's a real sort of unknown abstract quality around when you turn from sort of hobby to business. Mm -hmm. My question to you beginning if you're sort of fresh on this journey as it always is is what is your goal here so if you're creating what is it you wanting to do with that because it's a very different thing to say i want to publish i want to make money i want to be seen by all of these different people mm-hmm. um versus i just want to tell my story because mm-hmm. if you're just telling a story if you're just putting books out into the world and you're happy with that and you don't want to really make money with it then do that like there's nothing to kind of stop you putting that stuff out there mm-hmm. um if you are in the business of looking at in some way of generating money then that really is kind of when you start to think of yourself as a business. And so that question might be very, very early on in your journey. That might be kind of, as you start out, you're like, right, 
I'm in this. I've seen people make, write books. I've seen people make money. And so I want to write a book to yeah, make money, in which case that's where your business journey starts. It doesn't mean you have to register anything at that point. It just means you have to start thinking business-mindedly because that is the approach you are taking. Mm-hmm. Versus if it's a hobby, if it's a thing that you just want to tell and you're not, again, not worried about recouping costs or anything like that, and it's just literally for the pure enjoyment of it, then I would argue you don't need to worry about the business at that point. Just focus on the creativity and the passion. Mm-hmm. Sound fair so far? Yeah, I would agree with you. The only, the only thing I would say is that... Um... <sighs> that like a diagnosis you have the illness before you're diagnosed yes um so like you're a business before you're a business I would mm-hmm. say kind yeah. of like to add on what you said um and also I would just say that um I, I think sometimes the word hobby can be a little bit like almost um reductive yeah 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 um because there are some people 100% that do it as a hobby and they love it and that's great. And there are some people that 100% do it as a business and they love it and it's great. And then you also have like um, people that are writers that are incredibly serious about their craft and what they're doing, but they have no interest in like being a business because, you know, like being self-employed or running your own business is not for everyone. Like um, I think, (laughs) I, I promise I do think um, <laughs> hear it yeah yeah um, me too it's squeaky um <laughs> I think because like the idea of indie publishing and stuff is still relatively new especially in kind of like the more like mainstream as it's kind of eking um a lot of people don't consider creativity as a business a lot of people yes. you know it used to be like you were a writer and the publishers would be the business so there are some people that I think it just it doesn't it doesn't sit with them to be a business but they want to be a writer mm-hmm. um, and you absolutely can do that I think that's important just because yeah like when it's just the word hobby sometimes like oh you're a hobbyist writer yeah you know what I mean yeah I get what you mean you don't really want to pay down the actual sort of like passionate part of, of no but I mean again there are some people 100% that do do it as a hobby oh yeah and, and this is kind of I think you know it's the spectrum yeah there's the spectrum part of it but i think with so many of the questions that we'll be going through in this podcast like it's all going to start with why are you doing it it's all going to start with what is it you want to get out of it um and it's also going to each one is going to be very very individualistic um Mm -hmm. because as i say if you know from the beginning you're pursuing this as a as a business then treat it you can from that point treat it like a business doesn't mean you necessarily have to put like structures in place while you're like writing and before you've spent like a penny or anything else like that um but you might find that in the beginning if you buy a software like Scrivener to write your book or like Plotter to sort of plan your book Mm -hmm. then you might want to kind of like just keep a record of that and again begin treating that like the business it is Mm -hmm. again if you're not worried about about making money then Mm -hmm. you don't have to do that straight away um when oh, oh, it's probably worth kind of like touching on my journey to seeing this as a business because like I started writing in I started 2014 sort of moving seriously 2015 I published my first book and I don't believe I actually got my first bank account and registered properly as a business until maybe 2016 20 I think it's 2016 I sort of got a separate bank account and started looking at that once money actually started coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it was very much that point of like, oh, I'm making money from this. I, I should probably 
make this official before I go to prison. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is very, very similar to a lot of people's journeys that I hear. Um, mm. Because depending on, again, sort of territorial advice will um, differ, but realistically, if you start making money through a service that you're providing, whether that's entertainment or whatever, you technically are a business in the eyes of the law. And so you should yeah. be starting to put business practices in place. Yeah. That is a very gray area. Um, at the very least, putting some money aside to pay your tax. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they are sticklers about that. Yeah. And it is, it is a pretty gray area at that point. So the minute that you can kind of think, oh, should I be a business is probably when you should be a business. Um, mm. But that was my journey. And then like I started off uh, and this will be UK laws. I started off as a sole trader um, because it was just myself and I was my business and everything else like that. Um, and then when I got to, I'll oh, say 20, it wasn't until 2021 last year. Um, it might have been 2020. It was 2020 that I became a limited company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't go too heavy into the specifics of this, but essentially my distinction on this is sole trader, you are your business. So any money that comes in is yours to play with. Like there's no no one else responsible for your business, which does also mean that if you get into any financial trouble, any financial debt, anything else like that, that everything that you own personal wise is liable to kind of like recompense any costs that you can't yeah. get. So if you've got a mortgage, if you've got a car, if you've got any of that, like that is liable to be caught back if you are if you find yourself in debt um which sounds scary and obviously like most people hopefully won't find themselves in that position yeah um but it, it does also then mean that you're in total control when you don't have, you don't um you're not responsible to anyone else for your business mm-hmm. the reason i switched to a limited company in 2020 was because um i was looking at expansion um i spoke to an accountant about some of what my goals were because my goals have changed from just writing my own books to you know starting a business and bringing yeah. on staff and you know mm-hmm. kind of growing in that regard and so a limited company allowed me to do that um, under sort of like legal structures and things. Uh, and also one of the, the big bonuses about being a limited company is that if there are any sort of problems with the business, you yourself as an entity are removed from your business. So yeah. everything that I do is through uh, mostly Devil's Rock Publishing um, Limited, which means that my house, my car, like my son cannot be <laughs> taken to reconvert anything. Um, and again, that's not like to say that that's going to happen but it's always oh. nice to kind of like have that that safety yeah. if you need it it definitely won't happen unless you register your son as a business asset one day i think <laughs> i'll wait a few years though yeah yeah i'm training him yeah also like he's still in the cute face now wait till he hits 12 then register him mm-hmm. all right <laughs> let me write that down 12 12 <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so that's kind of like a very very top level and again if this is kind of your first experience looking into business stuff like some of this sounds complicated but i promise you like it doesn't doesn't need to be complicated it's just sort of like getting familiar with some of the vernacular um but i will say one of the things that i've learned about business over the years uh is it only needs to be as complicated or as simple as you need it to be for what you need it to do so i think there's this real perception um i've definitely sort of had conversations with you about this just like over over the years and stuff but like there's a real perception um with business where it's just kind of like very educational higher up thing of like people in the business suits and like you have to adhere to very particular structures to do anything mm-hmm. and that's just not the case it you know your business could be as simple as you have a couple of tools you have word you have again plot or grammarly whatever that is you've got some way to track your finances you've got some way to pay your taxes and that's it like yeah. that could be your business when you want to add in things like you know marketing systems marketing softwares and sheets and things like that it's totally up to you everything that's it, it's your business that everything that you put in everything that is built 
should be built and used to serve what your goal is, what it is that your business is trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. So again, if it's as simple as I want to make money with my books, everything that you do, how is this contributing to making money yeah. with books? Um, and that can be, you know, if you're tracking finances, anything with an Excel spreadsheet to programs like Zero, which are like obviously like paper month and they're a bit more sort of expansive and things. Yeah, obviously Sam says having literally only incorporated like a week and a half ago because <laughs> she's trying to find a way to uh, sustainably make an income to replace her uh, disability benefits and she's nodding and smiling at everything Dan says uh, as if she knows what he's talking about and she hasn't got a fucking clue. But this is perfect and this is why you're, you're like co-hosting <laughs> because you're my barometer for this stuff because obviously like I've been in this industry for a while and so it's really really helpful for me to know when I've kind of like gone past that line. So yeah. stop you can me. see it around the eyes. It's yeah been, just been, it's been in it a while. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, like my my own personal finances, I track primarily through uh, uh, Excel spreadsheets. Um, I've spoken with my accountant about the way that it works. He's helping me set it up in a way that it works. Um, it's very, very sort of basic in the sense of, well, I'll probably, I'll, I'll, I won't go deep into that. Um, but it's basic because I, I am a person who doesn't want to overcomplicate my finances because I I don't see why I should. Like if my, my finances are there for, two functions really to tell me if I'm making money and to make sure that I pay any tax to the government. Those, those are the two things that I do on my finances. Um, and then obviously like buy Lamborghinis and things. Of course. Of course. Of course. Um, <laughs> so again, like all of that, whatever you put in, just make sure it serves the system that you're building, the business you are building. Mm. Um, on that uh, notion, where is it? I had notion. a note. Oh, yeah. We won't, we won't go to the notion rabbit hole. Um, yeah, there we go. Um, the other thing as well, again, this totally depends on your goal, is one very, very useful thing that I've learned over the years of listening to business podcasts, like learning all my own experience. Bear with me two seconds. My son would like something. Okay. So one thing he's learned is uh, that it's really important to make sure that when you're eating peanut M&Ms, number one, you don't have a peanut allergy because that would be moot to do that. You get yourself very ill. And secondly, to uh, make sure you remove the orange ones just in case they do taste like chocolate orange, which is the worst. Carry on. Chocolate orange is amazing. No, it's not. It's the devil. Please continue. Wow. Thanks for filling. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so one of the biggest um, sort of mindset shifts and things that I found very, very useful in my businesses and the place I used to work and like some of the things I'm doing now is um, good business practice means that you should build a business that should outlast you as an individual. Very mm. difficult. So again, this comes down to your goal. So if all you if all you'd like to do is well, actually, it kind of works in this regard. Um, you can tell I'm thinking out loud on this one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But what that essentially means is that the way that you build a business should be able to be run by anyone. You should be able to like bring someone in and go. This is how this works. This is how this links to this. Go, and you should be able to step yourself out. Um, obviously, when business you're on the product, huh? Because I would hate it if someone could come step into my business and do what I'm doing. Well, no. So here's kind of like where I'm getting to that point. So All obviously, right. if you are early on in your writing journey and you're creating and you don't have the money to like bring someone else in, that's very different. But still, like keeping in mind, keeping those systems simple enough um, and working together enough that someone could step in. And when I say step in on that regard, like obviously as creatives, we will likely not give up the creativity in our own business. But like, no. isn't the dream to be able to write and to have someone else handle your finances, someone else handle your marketing, someone else handle like your publishing and everything else like that. Wouldn't you just love to just create, give that to people and then them deal with stuff? Yeah. I mean, the dream for me is to live in like kind of 
like a post-apocalyptic world where there's not a lot of people, but like it's far enough along that people are no longer like striving for survival. Like we've started to like value art and and stuff again. Um, but like you know, there's there's a lot less people out there. It's a lot less noise. But I, I understand that that's not necessarily achievable. Um, so yeah, what you said sounds nice. Perfect. Yeah, I do. Um, on that note, though, like that does sound amazing to me. Right. Mm. <laughs> just yeah. saying. Just the problem is, we everything. all think that. So for fuck's sake, we'd be post-apocalyptic just in the same way. Yeah. Ugh. People are oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, as you're building your business, as you're building your systems, it's just something like worth keeping in mind because again if you can get to the point where you're making enough money that you can just hire someone and be like deal with my finances like give them a system that is easy to follow mm. if you, like, you've got your marketing you've got that set out enough that you can follow it and then you can just say to someone here you go here's what i do for marketing follow that and so have that in mind as you're as you're growing and trying to treat this yeah as a business because um i've definitely found again over the years that like it's benefited me playing every part of my business because it means that when i do hand that out it means that I kind of like have an understanding of what's going on. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, broadly speaking, a good business should be built to outlast the individual. Yeah. It's okay. very good practice. Um, the other part of that as well, when you get to a point when you start to treat or start to, you know, think of your business as a business, um, you'll find as well that, that like you begin to approach your work slightly differently and a bit more, I, I don't like the word professionally, but I guess with a bit more professionalism, um so for some people so for some people who when they you know suddenly go right i'm again like it's when your goal becomes i'm going to make money i need to do this you suddenly realize the benefits of um booking in time to actually sit down and write you know prioritizing certain projects and just Mm. you see things slightly differently versus like oh i'm going to create a bit over here i'm going to create a bit over here i'm going to make this thing again like (laughs) never to attack never to attack Mm. um i don't know if i believe that but yeah yeah, putting on your business hat um it does come with a couple of shifts in how you then approach and look at certain things um it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be like daily on the schedule but it's just sort of a bit more fore planning and looking at like sticking to deadlines and and things like that to to make your business move forward um yeah i think that kind of broadly covers a lot of uh my my top parts on this like we will dig deeper into stuff as we approach more business questions as as, as this grows and this goes on i mean you'll probably dig deeper i'll yeah. sit and li- listen and and learn and share your experiences sure mm-hmm. you're a business now yeah legally uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> um but yeah i'll kind of like leave it at that broadly speaking just the the answer to when do i start my author business who are you what is your goal um where are you going with it um and as i say like for me it kind of becomes the moment i'm like all right i'm cheating this is a business and i start to generate income because mm-hmm. once again you could be treating you could say like i'm gonna do this to make money but if you spend 6 12 18 months working on that first book not necessarily generating income you probably don't want to start officially like your business then like be in the business yeah. mind but you won't necessarily want to put all those sort of mechanisms in gear. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then that, just one extra point on here, I put like the main things for me that made me feel like I started my business were number one, registering with Companies House and HMRC. Again, this is very UK focused mm-hmm. um, and opening a separate bank account. Yeah. And 
the separate bank account for me was a really big deal because it was that moment like it, for what for whatever reason like i registered the company i was like oh that's easy and then it was like bank account oh i have to i have to open a bank account because the minute you start thinking of like juggling money and things it gets a little bit more um real i guess mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, business accounts do come with monthly expenses in terms of like, uh, so my business account is five pound a month to run. And then obviously like I make enough to cover that back and things. Um, oh, I hope so. Oh yeah. You'd hope so. Like at least, at least a fiver. Oh, I mean, I've been doing God. it for a few years now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would be, I'd be so sad for you if you weren't making back your costs. I'm covering my costs. <laughs> my very basic costs. <laughs> uh, so yeah, those are kind of like the two big things that, that really kicked it off for me at least mentally to get rolling mm-hmm. and then yeah i've got um you know personally for me i use notion for a lot of things when it comes to marketing and publishing and and notes and all that kind of stuff um yeah. that's a whole other episode we can definitely dive into some, some things <laughs> um <laughs> have i broadly covered things on your side can you think of anything else that might want to be chipped i mean on? can i think of anything else to add to business yes um it begins with b and um you spell it bus i ness uh took me a long time to figure that one out mm-hmm. <laughs> um, i don't know like i'm i still like yes i i legally registered and i opened a bank account um my business hasn't officially launched until i think it's the 3rd of november mm-hmm. um but I mean, for me, it was it was simply a way that I can start to make money um, in a legal and moral way, and like slowly replace like my disability benefits and all that kind of thing. So I'm putting the control of my life back into my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I really feel like I am as unqualified as they come to kind of add to this and I don't want to you know yeah start to just kind of riff on something that I have zero experience in um I don't think that is helpful to anyone um like yeah (laughs) yeah did it all make sense broadly speaking (laughs) as confidence (laughs) boss well I think um, yeah, I mean, I think that kind of, again, like covers all the bits and pieces that I've got on my list. Um, if people have any particular questions, feel free to reach out to us at um, Activated Authors um, and we'll cover that, that. And yeah, we'll definitely be diving into some more of these in a bit more detail in future episodes. But again, I don't want to get too bogged down on like some of this stuff because there are so many rabbit holes that you can go down. Yeah. Um, and... I don't know where they are, but I, I'm sure there's many. Yeah. A thousand. <laughs> <laughs> um. And uh, that brings us to the end. So we haven't got anything to promote at the minute. The 50K Writing Camp, as this launches, will officially be like starting tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, the 1st of November. So that's all kicking off and going on. We had a welcome on, oh, last night, Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's all racing. But there will definitely be some news upcoming soon because we've got a chat off this recording and I've got some ideas. So be prepared for that. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Always God. fun. No, <laughs> ideas is always dangerous. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, I feel Sorry, like this is, I feel like I'm being, this is you getting back at me. Wow. <laughs> I've got an idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, so we will round up there and say a massive thank you to you, the listeners, for tuning in. We appreciate you and the time you choose to spend with us each and every week. And as always, if you're looking to level up your writing and activate your author career, head on over to www.activatedauthors.com to find out all about our community, our resources and everything else we've got going on. One more time for myself and Sam. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Energy. 